Welcome to Nana Brew the Podcast. Small business shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. Studio One here at Books and Brews. Talking about doing business on the nano scale. Were we all drinking beforehand? I feel like we're coming in. Coming we're in way hot, looser. Hot. We're ready. Let's no, go. No, but we're I had way my looser first, than normal. I had my first Coca-Cola in a long time, so I am jacked up. <laughs> Here at Nano Brew the Podcast. Talk about do business in the nano scale. Come learn from us. Learn from our mistakes. Few. Few. Mm. Our successes. Many. Many. Laugh at us. Cry with us. <laughs> Wee. Wee. Reminder, Nano Brew the Podcast is ready to earmuff. <laughs> we're gonna say some bad words like fuck shit ass. Oh, <laughs> damn. Dag nabbit. Dag, Dag nabbit. Balls. Crap. I just, I just, Crap? I just wanted Poo. to see. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you do. Yeah, that was good. That was if, good. I just, if I just took them all from you. That was a good change up. Thank you. All right. <laughs> damn it. Nope, not allowed. And we're back. <laughs> First, let's meet the gang. My name is Jason. They call me the funky boss. They call me the doctor and the prez. And they call mm-hmm. me MC Pickle. I'm also here with Brian. I'm Brian. I'm the prophecy. I'm the moral compass 3.79. I'm still am updating. The time cop. Been there, done that, seen it. It's all good. And How'd the episode um, go today? It was awesome. Kamal was really funny until she left early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I she's am, she doesn't get overtime, so she's I'm cutting doc- out. Dr. Ham. Ham. <laughs> Captain Insano. It's no moisty. It's no moisty. And I think that's it. I need to come up with a, sm- a smoother flow like you got. You got them all lined up, and I don't. Mine's just scattered. And I got to figure it out. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's that on-field mic, it's that on-field mic background in me that yeah, I, yeah. I, I just did it over and over again day after day, so I memorized for my routine. What, what were you routine. the on-field mic for? What? <laughs> the Traverse City <laughs> Beach Bums. Of what sport? And, and they professional they were, baseball they were, club. They were what? Everyone drinks. <laughs> yes, welcome to Nano Brew. When I say baseball, you have to drink. You're trying to get me drunk. <laughs> I'm also here with Brandon. What up? Hey, Ostrich cool. Bites. <laughs> they call me Ostrich Bites. Boom, boom. They call me Unky, Dr. Unky, cool. Br- Unky, boom, boom. <laughs> Dr. Cool, Dr. the contender. Oh, man. Oh, that's it. That's everything. it. All right. Hey, it's good. It's good. All right. I'm also here with Kamal, Tyner Shoelace, not paying attention. Kamal. <laughs> Better call Kamal. Um, the champ. The champ. champ is here. Step up, you fucking nerds. Get your OCD out of here. <laughs> Who wants a shot at the Who champ? shot at the champ? What are we going to do here at Books and Brews? I'm glad you asked. Podcast, Nano Brew. We are going to talk about old business. Old this shit is so, this shit is so old. We're going to give you our nano business tip. Our Ooh, advice. advice. Strictly business. <laughs> yes, uh, strictly, strictly business. <laughs> <laughs> the mullet of advices. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It is business up front, but it's actually party in the back. Yeah. All right. Maybe with a rat tail if we're feeling if we're feeling frisky. Yeah, that's actually incredibly appropriate for this podcast. It is totally business in the front, party in the back. That we is. should just turn it into the mullet, oh, the podcast, the, the mullet, mullet the business podcast. show. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, oh, you're right. Of course, it, it, never mind. I've seen Kamal's high school picture. She's totally, <laughs> she's totally with a mullet. mullet. <laughs> totally rocking the mullet. 
That would be. Hilarious. I would love to see the Photoshop. Oh, that should be a new one of our cans. Oh. Is we'll just call it. Yeah, we'll just call it the mullet. It'd be a picture of Kamal with the Photoshop mullet. I, we wouldn't even have to Photoshop some pictures of you. That's right. Oh, I, I, I do. I, I had to. I had. I, I had the flow. It was like, yeah, it was like the nineties flow mullet. The flow it. Yeah. Is that yeah. officially what it was called? No, I just made it up right now. But it's a pretty That's rad really name. Rad, it's not. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was like a very ironically funny, cool thing to have like the artificial mullet. So that way, it, with the baseball hat on, oh. it looked like just like a giant head of lettuce, like, like <laughs> coming poking out the back. Out the back. It's still very fashionable. If you mm. if you turn on the uh, the uh, TV and watch the baseball games, you're going to see at least Damn a man. few people per team sporting the uh, the flow. It. I wasn't nice. even finished drinking my first drink, and I have to take another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're also going to art in your face. Mm. Mm. Smell that, that. What does that smell? It smells eclectic. We're going to give you my guilty pleasure. Maybe. Week. Bad boy. Bad boy. Maybe. Oh, oh. this week we have some Wendy's. <laughs> beef. Of the week. Of the week. Beef on beef. Trademarked. Oh, sourced. Trademarked. Sponsored by Wendy's. We you can buy that sponsorship from them for $1. We one got some US farm dollar. to table beef. Oh, fresh... Fresh cut beef. Fresh cut beef. I would totally sell that sponsorship out from under Wendy's. I don't even care if it's a single person. I'll just have like the... Brought to you by John Smith. Yeah. The, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he yeah. just sponsored yeah. it. Yeah. Like oh. the, the Pam McDonald beef of the week. <laughs> yeah. oh. So Pam, give me a call. Pam, call us. Pam? We're also going to stump the brewer. You're not. Definitely. Gonna, yeah, we I'm going to think of something. You're not going to be here for it. I can't oh. wait. Can't talk Bye. Yeah. Go to the future, time cop, and see what happens. I already know the answers. All right, but first, let's find out what we did last time. What did we In do? In old business. Oh. Unoriginal. Come on. Dirt. Sand. A whole room in a mansion covered oh, the, with all the, the furniture the, covered. The redwood, the redwood forest. The saber-toothed tigers. Cavemen. Stars. Old business. All right, fine. The big bang. Big bang. Opposable thumbs. Opposable. <laughs> <laughs> Neanderthals. Did you say the big bang? <laughs> the big bang. Old business. Ha, I said the oldest thing. I the win. Oldest, the oldest, the thing. oldest thing. I win. Oh, that's funny, man. All I right. Was there. Ooh, she's right. Last time on Man of the Podcast. What did we do? I entitled the episode Taylor Swift and how haters hate, 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 Oh, hate, Taylor hate. Swift was on that episode. <laughs> yeah, Everybody should listen to it. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. was. Dude, dude, Taylor, thank you for stopping by the podcast. and I call her T. Swift. We're real cool. Yeah, We've t- been texting. Yeah, you're the yeah. only one that calls her that. T.S. <laughs> yeah, I call her T.S. for short. That stands <laughs> for Taylor Swift. I call her Tay Tay. I call her Tay The gang returns with a raucous episode of shenanigans about the art of shaking it off via the great Taylor Swift. <laughs> Shake it off. That didn't happen at all, by the way. I was like, <laughs> where was I during that? <laughs> you meant you're the only you're the only one who mentioned it. And you didn't even say sh- shake you. So your only reference was like. A great woman once said, "Oh, you gotta yeah, shake right. it off." Or shake I think it I off. said, "Haters are gonna hate." Oh, that's what you said. Haters are gonna hate. hate. Yeah, hate. Jason hate. explains why Finding Forrester is the greatest motivational movie of all time and uses lots of ten dollars words. I did. I had, I had some did. pretty. Yeah. I had some pretty academic words. I, I forgot threw out. to watch that movie. You suck. It seems a little boring for. It's not boring. It's at not. All. It's a great movie. Okay, yeah. Well, you have to go to work. Brian defends the stupid invention that is the spork. Yeah. Oh, that the spork is so outdated. What? Yeah. What replaced you it? You just got the I fork or the spoon. Pizza. Oh, yep. The f- you know what? You know what you use? Is- <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what you use instead of the spork? A fork. 
because a fork can still scoop stuff. Yeah, but not quite as it's not not, as, not quite as yeah. saucer esque as yeah, the spoon. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're getting one, you. if you only get one piece of utensil for if, for a randomly assigned no. meal, if you are going to no. spin a wheel that has every single food possible item on there, He's but you only get to choose one <laughs> utensil. You're taking the spork, dude. Yeah, you I totally wholeheartedly. I wasn't even the there, and I disagree. What if you, you can't cut anything. I'm a fork cutter. What if the it is exactly it is exactly as able cuttable as what if your spinny wheel comes up soup and you have your fork? Yeah, idiot. Okay, well I'll (laughs) (laughs) you big dumb idiot. (laughs) Jokes on you. (laughs) We got together and we noodles. Dumb. Yes. (laughs) I am a fork cutter. That's my. I I do not. I barely ever use a knife ever unless it's a steak that I can't get through with the fork. In which case, why am I eating it? Am I right? (laughs) I'll at least try with the fork first. I'll use my hands. Or sometimes at home, I'll be known to just like yeah, stab the whole steak and just eat it sort of a bite at a time. Eat it on a steak on a. Yeah. And a fork. Yeah. And a fork. You can't do that with a spork, by the way. I you can't stab can. a steak with a spork. Get some sporks. And we're gonna have some. And we're stab gonna do some a steak. Bl- yeah. We're gonna do a blind, yeah. double blind taste test. <laughs> double of, blind of utensil sporks test. and forks. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is just maximum comfort right here. <laughs> <laughs> Kamal's story gets cut for time. Oh yeah, you had something at the end there, and I, I cut uh, you off. I apologize. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you think about that? And uh, we'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> and Kyle is present, but quietly listens and learns <laughs> like a horror movie villain that will eventually assume our identities. <laughs> like legitimately, he's plotting. Something. He said three or four sentences, but he was here the whole time. <laughs> Shout out, Kyle. And Kyle yeah. was there. And Kyle, last but certainly least, Kyle was in attendance. <laughs> Lots of Brian's parts got edited out because he has a dirty, filthy mouth. You're welcome, mom. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I cut out. I cut Dumb. out your. You're had some good you stuff. Yeah, you had oh, some McDonald's here. Dag, yeah. Dag Nabbit. <laughs> Dag Nabbit. We just pretend like we're talking to a ghost. What did I even say that was offensive? Well, you were talking about the secret menu at McDonald's, <laughs> and there's. Oh. <laughs> you cut that out. That was gold. It was radio the, gold. The, the, the mix so and so. Yes, the mix so and so didn't make it. The thingy. Yeah, you can. Speaking you can of which, Chris came in and just casually started eating one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like in front of you, like yeah. Really he just like sat down like, out loud, like making eye like, contact, like thirty, like thirty Guess minutes before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ask, I, I could ask. pick it out a mile away. He set out like three sandwiches and just started like ripping them all apart and <laughs> assembling it. And I was like, "You are eating, <laughs> you know what? Yes, you." <laughs> all right, moving right along. That's it. They just shout out, Chris. Had to so our, our, our uh, yeah, the nano advice, business advice tip last week. <laughs> business <laughs> advice tip. <laughs> so much longer now. Was. Uh, the idea just that w- when you're in business or whether you paint or you make music or you make beer or whatever it is that you do, if you are in the creation process at all, it takes all of the effort of your entire lifetime to create something and it takes some asshole who happens by 30 seconds to tear it down. And my takeaway, because I listened to it myself this morning, uh, and that and takeaway from our own conversation was I forgot. <laughs> Old business. I literally caught another thought. That's how ADD I am. I literally Uh, caught another thought halfway through that. And in in my mind, I was trying to recover and I was going, I've totally forgotten. And by the end of the sentence, I'm really hoping that I (laughs) remember. Running out of sentence. (laughs) Yeah, running out of time. And I better just own up to the fact that I can't remember anything. In about seven and a half minutes, he's going to be like, oh, Oh, old business. Old business. Old business. Can I haters tell you, gonna hate. Can let I tell you let the something? haters hate. 
We had a compliment. Yeah, move on. We, we had did? Co- yeah, we had a compliment. So shout out jo- John and Stephanie. Shout out John and Stephanie. Um, John came well, over uh, last night to hang out and play games. Oh, right on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we John had on the podcast, yeah. And he had a 32-ounce, and he goes, all right, I need to try this. And I was like, what do you have there? And he goes, Mickey's. oh, this is, this is the wolf. And he goes, my wife Stephanie said... This is the best beer she's ever had. Wow. And then I was telling the story later. I was like, yeah, she said, this is the best beer she's ever had of ours. And he goes, no, not of yours, of anybody's ever. And I was like, whoa. So kudos to us, guys. Yeah, so... Cheers so to, to fill you in on it, the Me wolf. Too. I am drinking the wolf as well. The wall, wall, wall the wall, wall, wall. I can't, I can't say my, L. I can't say my those O's that are harder. They're hard on me. College, <laughs> wolf, uh, roof. <laughs> I say rough, rough, up in the rough. Uh, Sarah loved it too. But anyway, but yeah. So the audience at home, if you, if you uh, so for everyone in listening in Japan and Sweden and Chile and all over. So it what is we did, Chile. Thank you. sorry, Chile. <laughs> we um, we collaborated with a local kombucha maker here in town, Shout and out. they have a the Circle City Kombucha. They have a strawberry rhubarb which kombucha, is which is fantastic. It really is, and we brewed a New England IPA, very late edition, wild, juicy, fruitiness. And we have a cocktail, essentially, post-draft, 30% kombucha, 70% beer. We do it in 10-ounce pours, and it's fantastic. It is wonderful. It's great. And at that level, at that level of kombucha, what's great is like the flavoring comes through in the strawberry rhubarb. And you get someone said you get someone said I can taste like the tea kind of quality in it. I personally couldn't pick up I think that kind that of up. flavor. But um, the point is, is that you have this kind of cutting of the beer, beery flavor in general, I think. And then you have some fruit flavoring and then you have some, you know, I think the mixture of flavors is extremely approachable to people who aren't beer drinkers at all. And then I and then it also is someone's phone going off. It's yours. <laughs> Not oh, mine. Man. I literally was like, I'm turning the what, volume down what, right now. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy. Oh, you big dumb idiot. You're the guy. Anyway, the, it, that... I'm mixing a little tiny tip there, and that is when it's coming to products, trying to find whatever whatever you're in, whether it's a restaurant industry, whatever, trying to find a product that appeals to the enthusiasts of your genre. Community. Instead of saying like nerds, nerds uh, is a kind of negative connotation, right? Yeah. The people who are really hobby-esque, like into your community. Mm-hmm. So it appeals to them because it's something new and different, but it also is approachable for people who are novices. So you widen the spectrum. It's it's interesting and new, but it is also extremely approachable. Anyway, so I think we nailed it. Yeah. I think it's, it's it really I worked out actually, well. I could probably cry knowing that we're not going to have it all the time. Well, we're going to have a new one every month. Don't cry, Great. So I'm really excited See, about... Started. This is the first one. There's, they're, they're only going to get better. So I'm really excited about the subsequent months because this first one, you know, basically it was me thinking, okay, you have all these juicy, fruity... New England IPAs, late edition hops. So my thought was, okay, if you basically just take the strawberry rhubarb flavor and you just add to like the fresh fruitiness of the flavors, those those flavors would add really well together. But for subsequent months, I um, I thought a little more in general about how flavors that already go good with beer can mix with flavors that are in their kombuchas. So. One of their flagship kombuchas is a ginger le- ginger lemon, ginger lemon, and so the mango flavor wise goes very well with ginger and lemon. So 
we do a mango IPA. We've used mango, at least we, we've at least used mango in IPAs before. So just naturally that felt like that was going to be a good fit. And then I'm trying to think the next one after that, we're going to do it's a... a Black IPA? Maybe? No, no. We're, no, it's a, it's a, um, like a, like a England style. New England IPA. New, no, 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 it's English. No, English, yeah. English, yeah. English style is what I meant. <clears throat> so it's going to be more floral, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the f- the floral and earthiness is going to go very mm-hmm. well with, you know, kombucha because it's tea, right? So yeah. I think it's, that's going to be pretty wild. But I can't remember what what flavor I combined with that one. But anyway. I don't. It's been ex- it's been extremely fun and exciting, and uh, we yeah, had a when live you podcast? have when you have well, yeah. So yeah. So what we did is we brought in Matt, who is for lack of really deeper understanding on my part, he's kind of the business salesman side of Circle City Kombucha, and then we had Skyler in, who's the brewer. What what is it? Peach blossom. Oh, peach blossom. Ooh. Okay, so that's what I thought. Some other, um, also house yeah. So I was thinking, okay, peach blossom. I think would go really well with a floral, yeah. earthy, hop uh, aroma type flavor. So I'm excited for that one too. And peach, uh, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with. Pe- yeah. I mean, peach is, is, a, is a great flavor. Yeah, that's one of their hmm. Solid ones. Like awesome. Love it. So anyway, that that's that's uh that, that that's before I get to the nano business advice. That is, <laughs> take chances and get out there and collaborations. Yeah. I was stop collaborate and listen. You got to stop collaborate say. and listen. That's what I would say. One of the I heard uh, I know everyone's gonna roll their eyes because I talk about I parrot Gary V a lot, but like one of the things that I thought was interesting, Gary V, <laughs> you can look him up <laughs> if you don't know him. He's got tons and tons of material online you can look at. But one of the things I thought was interesting is that he was talking about he, he had this analogy about being cool in high school, and his analogy was the people that end up kind of like jumping classes, so to speak in high school in terms of like their level of coolness from freshman to senior year are the guys or, or girls that host the cool parties. Mm. So you're just cool enough to pull in the really cool people to come to your party. So it, the analogy he's making is that if you have a podcast, if you have a, a, a I product, can definitely relate to that in high school, by the way. I was the coolest not cool kid. Because <laughs> you host all the parties? Yes, I was the coolest band geek <laughs> at my athletic high school. So they always grounded because all your shit got broke at those parties. So his no. anyway, shit, shut, shut, shut up, shut up. No, the, the it's idea, my show now. The, the idea is, look at me, look at me. This is my boat now. Uh, the idea is, is that you can increase your popularity as long as you can pull in guests of cool things or collaborate with other people. And a lot of times, people are so worried about competition that they think they miss the chance to collaborate. And especially across mediums, clearly collaboration within the beer world is very common. Like nowadays, like it used to be cool to be. Uh, I was at a brewery recently, and it's like, oh yeah, this beer is our collaboration with so and so. It's like cool. You expect you almost expect it now. Like, but oh, this is our collaboration with the kombucha. Like, okay, well now you're now, now you're I'm listening. You're hitting the radar a little yeah. bit, and you also get a chance to sort of cross over. And we're kind of a crossover business in general. We try to be, and I think anyone right now, if you're sticking in your lane and you're just trying to market to. You know, I don't care where you are. If you go into Barnes and Noble, guess what they have? Board games and toys and, co- you know, like they're crossing over. If you go into Home Depot, guess what they have? They have grills and they have, it's not just and Mexican all, Coke, apparently. And mm-hmm. apparently Mexican Coke. Yeah. We found that out today. So, uh, yeah, today you have to be able to have multiple lanes. And the way that you do that, you break into those crowds, is you do it by collaborating with the, the cool kids. Mm-hmm. You get the cool kids to come to your party, <clears throat> and suddenly you're cool, too, and by proxy. Cool too. Yeah, so that's what we did. We got 
Matt and Skyler from Circle City Kombucha. We did a live podcast. We haven't posted that yet. By the time this podcast is posted, it's probably going to be up. So check that out. We'll probably post it maybe in a couple different segments. So it's a really good time. Uh, yeah, I got a little confession to make. I, I accidentally didn't record about <laughs> the first 30 minutes of it. So shout out Jason. Fuck you. <laughs> my own beef of the week. Oh, you're beefing on yourself? But we, we recorded video, so we have all the audio. So we'll splice in the live audio with the recorded audio. It's just not going to be as good for that first 30 minutes. It'll It'll be a little be more right. crowd noisy. So we also had uh, our first uh, our first bump in the road with our live broadcast. Yeah. We had, we had some people that came to it that, Ooh, right. that thought maybe it was kind of social time, and they sat literally in the closest table. And then had like a reunion. And basically, we're just on their iPads, like chatting super loudly, loud. like during the whole beginning of the podcast. And then when we, then when Justin went up to them and said, "Hey, we're you know we're picking you up on our live feed," you know, uh, they got mad and left. So yeah, they were. Hey, offended. bye. Sorry, sorry to those people. Uh, shout out to Justin for handling it very well. Yes, you. Know. Yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer because because they seemed like we when we started they all they were hollering. They yeah. seemed very into it. Yeah, excited, they seemed interested, and then, and then they just proceeded to ignore us and talk really loudly yeah. for the next twenty minutes. Yeah. So the announcement, very exciting announcement. Yeah. October 6th, put it on your calendar. And this is for you guys too. October 6th, 8 p.m. at the <clears throat> mothership. <clears throat> Andrew <clears throat> Doyle from Hubbard and nice. Cravens. Of course, Kamal's not going to be Kamal. here. Kamal, what are you I doing? I can't Kamal? even plan things two months in advance. You're I'm not gonna going to be. Going to Ed Sheeran in Nashville. Oh my gosh! Of course you are. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Sell wow. your tickets. Yeah, this is work, Kamal. I don't get to call off. Andrew. Beef. <laughs> Beef of the week. That's my only Saturday in October. Of course. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. That's your only. Now Con- it is. Like, that's the only Saturday of the 9,000 Saturdays that I have concerts <laughs> yeah. that I go to. My calendar is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, bye. It. Cool. Oh, Thank you for joining us for Kamal's last podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> She's clearly trying to give us a hint that we weren't getting it first. So let's do our let's do a little let's do a little nano advice. Nano advice. It's a tip, but it's also advice. It's just the advice. It's a tip disguised disguised as advice. Take it from us, people. Yes. All right. What is it? Yeah, hit me. Here, so, advise me. So here's so here's a here's a very passive aggressive. <laughs> this is a little bit of a passive aggressive beef. Currently, so we had we had someone quit without notice today. That's not that happens in business. It's sometimes tough to when you have multiple stores. It's a little tough to work around. Hmm. But here here's what I'll say. There's a great book. I'll uh, I'll refer everyone to Good to Great by Jim Collins. <laughs> it's extremely boring. I was about to say that. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just honestly, to be a dick. I didn't. It's, I was, oh, I was gonna, gonna, I was gonna joke when we say Gary V book. It's actually, it's right. actually pretty boring, but it's good, and I will sum it up it's for you. It's insightful. That's the word I would. It use. is. It is it's dry yet insightful. I, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it. Takes a while to get through. Jim Collins, and he has a big research group that helps him look through the '90s, and they look at the publicly traded companies and categories. And so they're all these are all massive companies they're studying, but they try to pinpoint companies that outperformed their competition by more than three times during that period. And they only came up with like fifteen companies. So it wasn't just it wasn't just companies that did good. It was companies that outperformed. That did good to great. It, yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> see, damn it! See what you, did there. you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
You're not allowed to be funnier than me. Oh, how dare you? No one's allowed to be funnier than me. Well, you're out. Well, you're out. <laughs> this is just the m- m- mute. M- Mike and Brian show. Yeah. Or Mike. Wow, well, Jason. Bye. <laughs> Shit. Okay, bye. Sorry. Rest can't in remember peace. my. Can't remember my name. Who is this guy? Man. Who? So. <laughs> who? Anyway, bye. So, uh, so for example, it was, it's not just okay. The restaurant industry is up twenty percent. So it's not just that, that you're up twenty percent. It's that you're up above what the other people in your category are up. So there's not very many people to choose from. And one of his conclusions in talking to the CEOs of these 15 companies was very simple, and that was first who and then what. So the idea is first finding, the, as he puts it over and over and over and over again in the book, the right people on the bus. So you can have great policies and procedures and products and things, but if you have the wrong people... At the end of the day, uh, it's not going to it's not going to work out. Or you're going to be held back. To put it another way, uh, which which is another clip that I've heard from the YouTubes, is uh, <laughs> when you're a CEO, or when you're in charge, not necessarily a CEO. I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want. When you're the head of the company, you are basically in charge of firing. <laughs> like hiring at that point kind of takes care of itself. It's more about getting the people in and figuring out as fast as possible who are the wrong people and then getting them out before they cause issues. So, I mean, obviously there's ebbs and flows in every business and people come and people go, but making sure first who and then what is extremely important. And then what I'll say is, th- this is what's interesting to me, and maybe this is what I'll send it around the room here, is growing up, in the baseball world, everyone drink. One of the things that you heard a lot, which I always thought was very interesting, was that person makes the people around him better. That person makes the team better. Uh, or the flip side of that is that person is a cancer. Is that PC still? Maybe you can't say that anymore. No, that, it's been 22 and a half years. 22 and a half. No, that's, well, it's that's still going no, on. It's no, not, that's it's eight. Not, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's the wrong one. It's a South South. It's a South Park joke. I'll get you. I'll get the. I'll get the final answer on that. But I think we're okay. good. It's a. It's well. I mean, it's a. It's the analogy. Room poison. The analogy is yeah, poison maybe. Yeah. yeah the analogy is that the bad <laughs> attitude spreads. Yeah. And envelops other people. So I'm curious if you guys have specifics from your background where you could look at and say, hey, I definitely know of someone who either a brought everyone down. Or B, everyone kind of rode in the coattails because this person was a dynamo, total. I would absolutely. I think even even working here, I've seen I've seen both of those. There's somebody, you know, that worked for us that was extremely knowledgeable, knew exactly what they were doing, could do everything really well, had great ideas, but their attitude just sucked, piss poor. Literally made everybody's lives miserable. Like I, it was the short period of time where I found myself like not even wanting to come into work in the morning, being like, "Oh, it's gonna be a whole gotta th- deal with the attitude." Yeah, gonna be a whole thing. I'm sure everybody's gonna start bitching, and then we're gonna argue about it. And this is over oh, just stupid stuff, or it's always gonna be bickering. The, the tension, the tension affects your yeah. mood, and then absolutely, if even your though mood like, is affected, though, your job is affected. Yeah, absolutely. Even though the, the job was getting done, it was just it was not pleasant for anybody involved. Um, and there's also been, uh, you know, other people that have come in and done such an amazing job that other people are like, shit, this dude's doing all the work. We got to pick it up. Right. Yeah. And that's right, awesome. Yeah. What you got? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I 
No, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. No, no, seriously. I, was, I was waiting. People, people in your forget. work history that have either been a poison mm-hmm. or that girl is poison. So either someone like a poisonous person in the workplace or, uh, and more importantly than just either a poison or just a real leader or, you know, great teammate, someone who made you better. But what I'm interested in, because you've been in management for a while and mm-hmm. you've been involved in hiring and firing, is there a way to identify that quickly? I would argue it's very difficult to identify in an interview process, but... is like, are you, You're talking like identify within the interview process who are going to be those people that drive the bus, per se? Yeah, like, oh, or flip side, like, oh, this person is someone I need to get out of here quickly or they're mm-hmm. going to cause issues. Call them the birds and the turds. I just made that Birds up. Birds and the turds. I just made that up right now. Okay, cool. Uh, so I definitely, think, man over here. I definitely think it's easier to <laughs> tell um, when, when chatting with or even just working, especially working alongside somebody, um, you know, if they're going to be on that, the negative side of that spectrum. Like, obviously, it's very clear to easy to tell, you know, oh, this person is not going to work out. This person is not going to be the person that I'm looking for. Whereas conversely, um, I think we've talked about it in another episode, you know, hiring that right individual. Um, I, I think it, I think it comes down to a lot of it to luck, getting that person to walk into the door. <laughs> we can disagree, go. but uh, Andrew, um, I do think I do think you can tell um, to a certain degree. Um, there are a lot of people who are just good at bullshitting, like people that are good at selling themselves and talking the talk. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so good. I've done this before a hundred. You know, oh, that reminds me of this time that I did the thing that you told me asked me if I could do it, but I did it six times better and four times quicker. So um, it's. Right. The yeah. 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 That is uh, well. Of course, just because of my background, we call that big league and people that big league. They <laughs> yeah. wanna. So, oh, this and that's interesting. So again, Robert Cialdini influence. You guys gotta read it. One of the things he talks about is the influence of association. So they did studies based on you know people's self esteem and how they feel about each other, and then they did studies based on conversationally. You know, the type of thing. So the people who are the classic one-uppers or the people that are the classic name-droppers, the people that are trying to, because their experience or the things that they do aren't standing on their own two legs, they're bringing in the influence of association in order to make their opinions Riding on the stand, coattails. Stand, stand higher. So if I don't think you're going to believe me and or I don't feel strongly in my own opinion, well, not just my opinion, like I used to, you know, I used to, you know, don't you won't take my bench press advice? I used to work out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he used to. You know what I mean? So you start to pull in mm-hmm. the names, or you start to pull in the associations. <laughs> I have, or I have a co-signer. I used, to, <laughs> I used to work at this place, or I went to this university. So of course I know better. Or you know, uh, so the influence of association is, I feel like a red flag if you start to hear people talk about well at my la- at this job which was way you know way better essentially or as soon as you start have to, having to tag other people in to vouch for you like you're not doing a good enough job vouching for yourself who yeah, should be the strongest right. like you your your own work what you're doing right now should tell me a hundred times more than what me in theory calling somebody that you used to work for or you Absolutely. know a, you know a, you know in this situation you know asking somebody you know oh ask about you know wow what I was doing at this other place well I'm trying to talk to you about what you're doing right here right now and, and it's, it's like Hundred percent. Talk is cheap. You gotta be able to. You gotta be able you to walk the talk up, and talk the walk. You know. And the cream always rises to the top. 
It always does. And cash rules everything around me. <laughs> Cream. Dollar dollar bills. Get the money. Dollar dollar bills. Was that your was that your reference? Wu Tang. Yeah, Wu Tang. Yeah. Cream. Yeah, <laughs> cash rules everything around me. Come on, what you got? Come on. Um, I agree with Brandon. I mean, I think yeah, damn right you do. What about me? Well, Freaking right. Well, yeah. I'm I'm just, just kidding. Here's kind of said different things though about it. I do think that you can kind of tell in an interview process, but. People can bullshit their way through almost anything. It's not until you actually see how they perform. And I think that negative Nancy can definitely bring other people around them down. Mm-hmm. I've been in Debbie that. Debbie Downer, my I've favorite SNL skit. I've been in that environment, and it's tough to stay positive when you have such negativity around you. Um, but then I've also been in a in an environment where you have more of a positive, uplifting approach to it. And so it's, I don't know, it's tough sometimes to Here's get those negative people out yeah, or to get is. them out of that <laughs> negativity is. because they can't, like, just because they're negative doesn't mean they're terrible workers. Yeah, it's, it does. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. Not, not, not controversial. Probably not of popular opinion. And, hot and, take. And Jason's that, hot take coming at you. That is the negative people. Uh-huh. You can't change them. Mm-hmm. They are going to carry that with them. That that is that is a that whether it's nature or nurture, it is by the time you get a hold of them, they're 21 plus probably. It's been ingrained in their system, and a tiger doesn't change his stripes. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I agree with you, but I don't want to say that you can never change someone's viewpoint. I like never it. say never. As Take it easy, Biebs. Biebs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, I, okay. I, I say by and I think by and large I do agree with Jason, but I, I do think that there's outliers just like with, yeah. with, with, with a, most things. Here's there are exceptions to the rule. Certain, certainly. I mean, there's you know, we've all watched Biggest Loser. Like, you can make changes. You can make big changes. But it's, you know, but also people who make big changes, what happens to them usually? Go they back. Go, they go back to their ways at some point. I think I think a That's different... That's fair. A What's diff- when it's... Uh, a different... Well, you know, it's uh, the, the pole of, uh, is always there. Like, people who need to change fundamentally have to change in a way that is almost... It's, it's almost like... It's almost molecular at that point like you have to almost just like anybody who has some sort of addiction i I really believe that i think being negative is almost like an addiction i I think i think that you know it's it is psychologically possible it is it is psychologically possible to be addicted to unhappiness i was actually reading a very fascinating article about you say possible or impossible it is possible yes possible yeah unhappiness where you search out you know, specifically, you know, on introspection, you know, you search out all of your negative flaws. Like, if you get happy, like, you can't, like, things can't possibly be going this good. Like, I have to be upset I about d- something. Like, I there's got to be something going on. Real quick. Like, I, even though people feel more comfortable being negative, they feel more comfortable being unhappy than they do being happy and positive. It's well, very, I'll, very fascinating. I'll, t- I'll tell you from a, yeah. Well, I'll tell you from a very personal standpoint, like, and this, this isn't like a real, I mean, this isn't a real negative, you know, there's negatives. I'll put it a different way, is that, Kamal, I think what you're saying is true to the point that I think people like chess pieces can be can have roles to maximize what they bring to the table. So some people that are negative, you just you just can't, you know, you can't throw the black sheep in with the herd. You know, you have right. to find a way to 
um, eliminate that attitude from the main workforce, whether it's reappropriating yeah, yeah, no, them or, or giving that. those people tasks that are outside of the you know the main. I, so I think there's ways to find to get the best out of people. I just don't know if you're ever going to buck the trend or people are going to... As a team player, no, I don't think negative people are the best team players. As individuals, I think that they can soar at their jobs. Yeah, like you just, you just need to work alone somewhere yeah. at a desk where all of your negativity is focused on your your work or yourself right. and not like blasting away right. at your, at your out teammates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like me, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm very, yeah, I'm very personally negative, professionally positive. Well, I'll put it. Well, I'll put it this way. For me, what I was about to say is, I grew up in a household that's very critical, like very openly critical about anything and everything, all the time, without fail. And that the the problem with that, as a nurture standpoint, is the criticism doesn't stop, doesn't like start at your skin. I've said this before in the podcast. So, and I think a lot of people that are hypercritical of their surroundings, uh, always looking at flaws, always finding flaws, is that uh, these people become easily depressed because they turn that criticism around on themselves naturally. So, you yes, see we do. how you drive poorly or walk poorly or look bad or have the bad hair. You know, like all those things that you point out in other people. Look at that person's stupid shirt. Like, you find all those things. My shirt must be even stupider. <laughs> you find all those things in yourself all the time. Yeah. And then it takes kind of a daily. So, like, I feel that uh, I'll give you an example. I was around, I remember like being in my 20s and hearing someone say, because I feel like, I feel like, I'm going to make a generalization, but I feel like women are way better at doing these things than men are in general. And that is being. You know, you know the phrase. I've tried to turn this around in recent years. You know the phrase: if you don't have anything nice to say, don't think, say anything at all. I've turned it around in recent years. But I, I tweet this a lot. Like, if you have something nice to say, say it. Because I think that is even worse. I think I think that so many people are searching for some level of affirmation. That if we all just every time someone walks into a room, if you're like, oh, that's a cool shirt, and you walk up to them and go, hey, dude, that's a cool shirt. You could make that person's day and not even know just by something really benign. So I remember. I remember a poignant moment in my life where I finally started to observe this type of quality in one of my friends where every time someone would walk in, the first thing in my head would be like, ooh, that necklace is, is, is not good. And the first thing out of their mouth would be like, oh, I really like your shoes. Or, you know, like, it was something like, like I was immediately, like, I found myself when I was in this person's company immediately noticing negative things and then immediately out of her mouth was coming positive things. Mm-hmm. And... It that's was actually, that's super interesting. And it was yeah, it was a real awakening for me and how my brain worked and it really just blew me away that I was like those really the things you notice first are always the positive things and I had to talk about it like did you notice xyz like some people you know so the idea that my focus was immediately on the flaws of people and her focus was immediately on like or she would make a comment on something that at the same time I was thinking Ooh, I hate that person's hair. She's like, "Oh, I love your hair. It's so cute." And I was like, "Oh my god, I was thinking the exact opposite thing right now." <laughs> and so anyway, it was it was very the exact same thing, but yeah, opposite. Yeah, I was that able is... to I was able to look introspectively on that and and you changed. Improve. Okay. Improve. <laughs> okay. What what, what I would say <laughs> is naked? No, no. What I would say is that I became aware. Gotcha. But here's the thing, is that self-awareness is the one thing that I feel like I'm good at. 
that I understand my flaws. It doesn't mean my flaws are fixed. It doesn't mean that, you know, that like I'm not working on them every single day. I have flaws like anybody else, but I feel like I've always at least like known what they are. Acknowledge them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I, I think is step one. I think that's why a lot of people have a difficult time working on any of that stuff is because at, at the end of the, at the beginning of the day, they don't even really understand what their flaws are. True. Um, so at the very least, I don't feel like anything, all those things have ever been fixed for me. I at least feel like armed to deal with it, so if that I, makes sense. I'm like holding to, the doors out closed pretty well right now. <laughs> I would like to go back briefly on what you started by saying. Do it. And elaborate a little bit on a fantastic idea I just had. Okay. Oh, great. So, oh, time, so oh, we're we about go. to be time cops. Everyone ready? Yeah, you ready Buckle for this? Buckle up. So... <laughs> So, like you said, you can make somebody's day by just taking a moment and acknowledging something or saying something nice. Yes. What if we started a company, okay, called <laughs> 20, 20 Seconds, seconds in a Stamp? <laughs> and Wait, called what? 20 Seconds in a Stamp. It's a this brilliant is, this idea. It's a callback, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, please share. Please share. It's his idea. I was just hijacking it. So, yeah, I mean, over a year ago, back when Max was on the podcast, shout out Max. Shout out, shout Max. out Murder Shoes. Crazy Legs Murder Shoes. Uh, go see him at the sinking ship. Yep. Tell him the funky boss sent you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounds so shady. <laughs> All right. It sounds like you're just, yeah, sending he'll, somebody for drugs right yeah, now. Exactly. He'll, he'll pull like a Hurricane Four <laughs> Loco out of the back. Yeah. Yeah. Call up the and sinking it, ship, ask it, for murder it, shoes, yeah. tell them Funky Boss yeah. sent you. It's a good way to get a dime bag right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and no, suddenly no, you've no. got no. weed. Or, yeah, or a quarter bag. Yeah. Not possibly. All right, share your idea. Uh, so, yeah, I just came. I, we were talking about this idea in the past, and I just came up with the thought that I'm going to start a a website called 20 Seconds in a Stamp because that's all it really takes to make someone's day. It's just, it, And so if we could cut out the actual picking out of like Circle City Kombucha, shout out, send us a thank you card today. Yeah. If I could cut out the time it takes to shop and make a card, if I just had a website that you went on and it was, hey, really cool, blah, 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 you enter the person's address, you hit send, we charge you for the stamp and then whatever service fee, five bucks or something. And then so for your 20 seconds and the cost of a stamp, you now have a thank you note automatically mailed to someone. The website 100% exists. It's definitely like multiple different things. No, no, the service, the service is definitely out there. Is it handwritten? But yeah, we were going to hand, we were going to handwrite it. Yeah, even it's like, like, of course, the logistics are, we got to find a little difficult. handwriting. need to handwrite it because that's the personal. Have it printed on uh, like that handwritten like cursive font. No. <laughs> yeah, I have a calligraphy. I, yeah. I don't even know if that's what I was yeah, I was explaining this concept at one time to one of my one of Sarah's lawyer friends and he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I do something like that all the time." And I was like, "Oh man." Oh, damn it. So he yeah, I guess there is kind of a thing that has like kind of like a robot hand that like yeah. writes oh, no. and sends it. Yeah. If you ever get a handwritten like, no, 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 if you ever get idea. a handwritten note from like a large company CEO, it was either written by a machine or an intern that right. then forged their signature. Ali's <laughs> okay. law firm sent her a handwritten like congrats t- on taking the bar box and it was like Oh really? Yeah, it was When Ella, my girlfriend was an intern. But that's but she's employed. I mean, yeah. that's like, I'm well, not yeah, saying like it was a stamp. It was just a stamp. My my girlfriend was an intern for the Indiana Hospital Association, and she had to forge letters from CEOs on the daily. Like she had, like they had just like a piece of paper that was like every CEO's signature that you had to copy at the bottom of these letters. Even the signature. Yeah. 
Well, CEO can't be bothered, but <laughs> send right. a letter on my behalf. That's good Thanks. enough. If only they knew about the stamp. Okay, so, bye. So the nano advice is get the right people on the bus. The nano yeah. business, strictly business advice tip. And also, the best predictor of future performance is past performance. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have yeah, time. A cop. tiger doesn't change his stripes. Get him out. Get him out of the business. Get him out. Get him Move out. forward. All right, we're going to fill up our glasses and come Goodbye. back to face. Bye. And we're back. Who do hey you guys? Later yeah. for the podcast. Time to art your face. Art, 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 in your face. I'll go last, Brian. What you got? Whoa! I volunteered to go last. Put me on the spot. Okay, you're past. Brandon, what you got? <laughs> All right, so I've been watching this YouTube series and uh, listening to this podcast. Um, it's called Defunct Land. Defunct Land. All one word, so it's de- like defunct land. Okay. Like P-H. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and Brian's muted. <laughs> so um, Skipped and muted. Um, Skewed. So it's just this guy, he talks about um, just like pop culture like tourist locations or uh, like amusement parks and stuff that just were super hyped up and were super popular and then just ceased to exist for one reason or another. Like every Olympic village? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's a really interesting thing to me about how every Olympic village ever is like this total defunct cesspool. It's just a ghost town. Yeah. That's why nobody wants to host the Olympics. As soon as they're done yeah. with the Olympics, they just go vacant. Great. Now we've got hundreds of acres of buildings that are made for this one event that's only done in the olympics like great we could do the three thousand meter steeplechase whenever we want but (laughs) yes Uh, come to find out people don't do that so what what are the other kind of examples what kind of uh places um so a lot of uh he he does he's got a lot of episodes in about like things in bush gardens florida Uh, sorry guys i'm gonna have to cut i'm gonna cut for a second i'll be right back and we're back. Sorry, I had an important phone call. Anyway, so this podcast is about... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the defunct lane. Tell me. Yeah, so it's 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 honestly really mostly, uh, at least the episodes I've watched and listened to, um, have been about um, Universal Studios, Disney, um, just like some of their like super famous attractions. Like they used to have one uh, with, the, uh, who was it, Universal? They used to have a... It was like a aliens xenomorphs like kids ride that was what? stupid scary that yeah, was, that was kidding. awesome <laughs> yeah. like they like fire like blood and sh- oh like had, like people as they're like strapped into this that's a real 4D. thing yeah and it was very short lived or uh, yeah I'm gonna find out there's kids were shitting their pants left and right yeah or the Universal <laughs> Studios Hollywood like fake ba- backlot shit. tour with all these unlicensed characters that was like super not popular. Um, the Nickelodeon hotel that was hyped up to kids, but was like the biggest shithole of a hotel ever. <laughs> oh, what do they call it? Uh, you get what? slime, just slime yeah. everywhere. Yes, D- a double dare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You dare. lay in your yeah. bed, just slime spews oh, on you. That's your wake up. That's your alarm when you wake up in the morning. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's, just a, it's just like a bucket that turns. I'm gonna off. pass on that. Yeah. Yes. So to elaborate on yeah. what your your art is, just briefly. So any, I'll I'll just wrap it up real quick. So it's called Defunct Land. It is a podcast, and it's also a YouTube series. He's got like hour long podcasts and like ten to twenty minute mini YouTube episodes. Super good. I cool. A, Bye. I read a really cool article, and it was all about how um, how like the Virgin Islands were just like some of the best tourist spots ever, and then of course the hurricane happened. But they're now finally getting to a point 
to where they're like ready for tourists to start coming back. For what now? Um, the, Virgin the Virgin Islands. Islands. Yeah, but what wh- what about this? Where did you see it? Oh, I know. I, I read an article about it. Oh, it's, oh wow! Yeah. Dude, you read an article. I, dude, I read an article. Read an article. What but the it's fuck similar. Happened? Like, how did that even happen? I don't know. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was all about was like. It, was it read to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but was yeah, it on a loudspeaker. You, you guys. The <laughs> but it was, was like it an article in the form of podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> It was, it was an article on tape. An audio article. <laughs> like with words? <laughs> there were words. Okay. And Continue. so basically it was all about like how, you know, it's super touristy and that's like how they a lot of their economy works. But then all that, the hurricane happened and they've been trying to pick up the pieces and they're not quite there yet, but they said they're, they're like just now getting to the point to where tourism can start being a thing again. But it was also like the, hey, from the locals, here are some tips to basically like when you're there, not be a dick. Or, you know what I mean? Like, actually treat mm-hmm. the area as you should mm-hmm. and, like, stuff like what that. What would a normal <laughs> person do? What would a normal person do? Yeah, we're going to make people bracelets. don't know how to be normal. Right? No. What the fuck? Or just, I, I don't even need you to be normal. Again, don't be I a just dick. need you to come pretend to your job. Pretend to be normal. <laughs> don't be a dick. Literally pretend to be normal. Punch in. And don't just, even if you don't do a say a single goddamn job. word, all shit, just come to the job, punch in. Do your job. Yeah, just uh, yeah, uh, that would be a bonus, no. really. If you actually did your job, that would be a bonus. you're overachieving. My bad. <laughs> you're doing what is expected. Whoa. Do like a quarter of the closing checklist. Just pick the most important things. Leave the rest. I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, don't. Do everything. Do just, yeah, just do your fucking job. That's what you do should do. Job. Just do your job. Come on, you got art? Well, one of my favorite podcasts is Criminal. Minus Nano Brew, like other than Nano Brew, is Criminal. Yeah, Sarah loves Criminal. Shout out, Sarah. Have we talked to? Have any of you guys listened to it? Oh. No. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it a little bit. Real favorite podcast is. It's um, oh, I gotta good, keep going. That reminds me. It's just a podcast. Every episode is <clears throat> usually like normally different, but they have some episodes that like have two parts to it. But it's, it's not all, like, criminal activities. Most are, like, they're not, like, murders or deaths. But a lot, like, one, one is a daughter who has her identity stolen from her mother. She doesn't find out until her mother mm. is dead. Mm. Um, one, another one is where a girl moves and she's living in an apartment and... She finds out that someone is living above, her, like in the attic space. So they're like, these are all true stories. It's, it's creepy. It's a really good podcast. So that's my art. Cool. So I'm gonna jump on your art. All Whoa. right. And so Sarah and I, we went on vacation, vacation back to where we were from. And on the way, Sarah was like, "There's an episode of Criminal you have to listen to because you're gonna think it's hilarious." I was like. Okay, we'll see. Right? Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> so she loads I'm up. Go out of my way to find it unfunny now, just because. She, <laughs> she loads up this episode, and the subject is a man named Mark Roberts. Are you familiar? Um, go on. He's the world's most famous streaker. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I I don't listen to them like. That's something to put on a business episode card. Listen episode. to this. That's actually my Maybe. email signature. Mark Roberts. <laughs> he first. According to his wiki page, wow, he has a wiki page. He was in a bar Not many, watching. Not many streakers can say that. Watching a rugby game in '93, and he saw someone as a streaker, and being drunk, his friends bet him that he wouldn't streak at the 
uh, match the next day. Oh, good bet. And uh, I bet you you won't take your clothes off, Brian. Being a man of his word, he did. And since then, Brian, he stop has stripping. Sorry. Yeah, Brian's literally naked. I wow. never. It worked. <laughs> never turned down a date. He has streaked 565 times since then. He just got addicted. He got the bug. He oh, is. He is banned from every sporting event ever. Uh, we know his, you're going to take it out. His picture is go. on the wall of every. Pl- he streaked the Super Bowl. Nice. Amazing. I wonder how many times he's been tased. Yeah, probably, probably has been tased a lot. So there's whenever like a lot of cities that like don't joke about that, like you get like every time a there's substantial he's, jail time. He's on a watch list at any sporting event, every Holy major sporting event that comes around, whether it's the Olympics or football matches. Would streakers or, be put under like sexual offenders? You can, depending on the depending on the. You'll have to listen to the event. episode because I feel like that comes up, but I can't remember exactly what. I the don't think is, I. Maybe, I don't know if I have listened to this. That's very interesting. Yeah, he streaked the Super Bowl in 2003 in San Diego. And you're on, like you can't. Nope, sporting event. No. Nope. Imagine when he gets older. Like, dude, I'm too lazy. I'm not gonna whip it out. It's fine. So no. when you load up, I his, hope he gets one more. Just like when you load up his Wiki page, World Cup, there's a full frontal of him. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm Here gonna turn it so the gang oh. can see. Oh, oh, I've seen I've seen that one. <laughs> that guy seems like he's handling him so nicely. Like, Dude, hey, man, what if he has you again? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like a niece or n- nephew who like was in this huge sporting. Like they were in. Oh like, yeah, hey, I just saw my uncle's junk. No, but like, what if they were <laughs> like performing? I thought you were gonna say like, what like, if they were the streaker? No, <laughs> no. Oh, like no. they can't go and watch their own. Like, yeah, kid. he can't go watch. Well, that's what you get, yeah, right? No, Don't streak five hundred and eighty-seven <laughs> yeah. times. You won't be banned. From maybe, sports, maybe go into public period. and not whip out your junk. It's sports all banned him. Period. I so how he has he got all kinds. Addicted he, to that. Well, it's it's as easy. This is this is what he said. It's a very interesting. So everyone should go listen to it because it's quick too. It's like 30, 40 minutes, and essentially what he says is, "I'm going to keep doing it until they boo me." I've never been booed every time I go onto the field. Everybody cheers. <laughs> the cops are usually laughing when they're arresting me. Like everyone thinks it's hilarious. I'm laughing the, myself to sleep the three days I spend in jail. Yeah. <laughs> like I spend a thousand dollars in court. Fights. Well, it's you know it's I don't job. I don't think it's any yeah, different. Streaker. Well, he also gets. I mean, he's I think he's been paid by like advertisers to you know like you p- get painted up just like oh. you see bo- like like boxers online. You ever watch boxers and like Las Vegas matches and they have like the golden casino painted on their back while they're fighting. Hmm. It's the, hmm. I think it's the same sort of thing. Must have, must have missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> shop smart. Shop yeah. smart. You got that? Oh, my God. So, anyway, just listen to it. You'll have to listen to it and find out because I can't remember. There are answers to your questions. So, Criminal is a really good podcast. Yeah, that's the cool. only one I've heard, and it was really funny. <laughs> it was amazing. This guy is quite the character. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna enjoy it. I'll give you my... My art in your face. Yes. Well, first, an old art. It was real quick. I caught Dinner for Schmucks was on TV the other day as I was flipping through. It's so good. And that, <laughs> is it? that has aged really well. Has it? I only <laughs> saw it when it was new and I thought it was it good. It is really funny. That's not the one where he, where he yeah, gets he, the, the he, mice. Yeah, he, can, yeah, he gets Brian's the dead. Brian's like, that's not a good movie. The, the dead mice and he like, does the taxidermy and he makes them into like a little village of these dead yeah. taxidermists? It's like Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Jermaine from Flight of the Concords is in it. He's, like he's really cool, funny. Like he's like very cool and hip. Yeah, he's like this artist. Very, yeah, very, like very, oh, he's very yeah. European. He's having like a three-way and some yeah, like yeah. photo shoot yeah. with a couple of models. <laughs> I, I have my very over the top. Like yeah. it's like it's art. 
It's not offensive. It's yeah. hard. He's like, it's it's like, you guys are going to stay and have sex, right? Like, <laughs> no, we're going to pass on the sex. It's okay, time. Bye. On that note, no. So, okay, bye, Kamal. It's, it's funny. You'll have to go back and I'll look at it. it. It's pretty darn funny. Uh, bits and pieces of so it. the new art Whoa. is... Uh, yeah, so shout out Brad and Lauren. We're in town. Brad and Lauren, my yeah. old chums from the origins mm. of Books and Brews. They helped stain a lot of the furniture, and Brad did open mic. And they're, anyway, they're here from the very inception. So they were back in town, and I got to have lunch with them and hang out a little bit. And they told me about a show called... Uh, the, it's either just Norseman or The Norseman. And it is fucking hysterical. What so is it on? It is on, well, it's a show on, it, it's from Norway. The show's from Norway. Mm-hmm. So I think they've essentially. It's on Norwegian cable. You got to get the super package. So there's, uh, there, there's yeah. a season on, there's, well, I think there's one season on Netflix, maybe okay. two. So I think according to, according to Brad, what they did was, of course, the show's in Norwegian, but they shot it. In, they went back and like they shoot it again in English. So the English, you know, they're, so they're speaking English in the show. Um, obviously, they all have pretty heavy accents, but they're Norwegian actors. And no one that you recognize, but it's an imported show. And it is hysterical. It is essentially, the, the, as, Brad, as Brad put it, it's kind of like the cadence of The Office with, you know, like Norse. So like I was talking about The, the Last Kingdom, which is very more like, you know, Vikings with Game of Thrones. This is very much like Vikings with The Office. Like, it is fucking hilarious. That sounds pretty great. Yeah. Cool. So you uh, go check that one out. It is real, real funny. Awesome. It's like I for your face, guys. I feel feel like I have art. I just can't think about it. Okay, fine. All right, bye. Art in your face. To you. Stump the brewer. Stump the brewer. Stump the brewer. Stump the brewer. As much as I love stumping the brewer, are we skipping beef? You got beef? We'll come back to it then. We can come. I mean, we'll no, I was just wondering. I don't have. I, I got nothing. No beef on my plate I don't at the really, moment. Except for this. My beef is. Like my beef not. is when we go off of the script. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have a, a virus on my computer. You clearly now. typed just, out all of my lines that I've said. Just loading up Mark Roberts' wiki page and get the full front. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have some. You know, so yeah, the beef is our computer's listening to us because we oh, were. Oh my god! I hate fucking Big Brother trying to. <laughs> Find Wendy's out everything. Of the week. Of the week. Day from the grave. Frosties. Square burgers. Cheese. Onions. Pickles. Chili. Leftover from the burgers. Finger in your chili. Terrible employees. Wax salads. Objectively the best burger of all the fast food restaurants. It what? really it is. You just can't ever get it. The order right, right at the window. Here's here's totally. my biggest beef. I'll give I'll start with my Are beef. you beefing on Wendy's? I'm gonna beef well on the fast food industry okay. in general. All right. Is that they they coach them to have a multitasking of they are simultaneously handing one person an order while listening to the next person's order and nobody can do it. It's true. Every time I go to the drive-thru lane, this is what I hear. Okay, go ahead. You know, welcome to wherever. Go ahead with your order. And I go. And then, and I go what did you say? And they go. Yeah. What was that again? Yeah. What was the first part? I'm like, don't just fucking wait until you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I like, don't care. I, yeah. I rather, have no problem. I would rather waiting you until you're ready. Instead of repeating yeah, myself. Yeah. Just say like, hey, could you give me a minute? Cool. Yeah. Sure. I have no problem. Yeah. Let me know like, when I can what order. What was that? What was that again? Yeah. What did you say? Did you say, did you say medium fry? Did you say vanilla frosty? I'll just say it. No. God damn it. That's not, just none of the things that I said. finished and focus on me for a second and we can do this. And then we'll do it. Beef. My, my beef on fast food is that the fast food places by my house have a pretty loose definition of the word fast. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
There's been like a couple times, like uh, granted, it's been late at night. There was one McDonald's <laughs> drive-through session where once I had passed the point of no return, when it locked me in, and somebody oh, pulled out behind me. I, I, so I hadn't even ordered yet, but from the time I parked my car, forty-five minutes oh to get gosh. through the drive, and there was no, and it was one of those like you're locked in. So short of oh, hopping, yeah, there's, short there's, of hopping the curb, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm committed at this Blast point. the curb, <laughs> yeah, pop your tire. Forty-five minutes. It didn't move for the per- first fifteen to twenty, like f- nothing. Oh. That's Somebody ordered like twenty, the and then they just genuine like they're just here's your food, nothing, yeah. not even acknowledging the oh, fact yeah. that it was. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. See, there was a place that did that to me anyway. recently, but they gave me my food for free. I honestly don't think the I don't chick think that's ever happened to fast food for me. I don't think this chick oh. gave a shit. I think she was just like, they don't. oh, there's a big line. She's like, oh, here you go. I know you've been sorry. You've been like, I don't, I don't even think she cared at all. Nope. Like it was just like, well, we got to get through this line, and I'm working. So one. If I take out this payment step, it's going to go much faster. <laughs> you know, it's just free. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I don't really want to have to worry about discounts. Yeah, things. yeah, exactly. Giving away free is way easier. I'm going to have to press a button with this. I'll just like zero it out and move <laughs> right. on. I'll just tell my boss I dropped it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you took it, it drove anyway. away. Yeah. I'll just put it on the. I'll just put it on the lost sheet. Yeah. And say, I say I dropped it. Oops. So going back, going back to to original beef. So oh, Jason, take that uh, in my beef. presence. Passively no. mentioned no. Potbelly's sandwiches. Oh, they're good. They're, they're solid. They're, they're I've good. never, so, but I've never. I've only had it a couple times. I've never searched it on my own accord or said the name Potbelly sandwiches, and then never said it or did anything with it ever since then. But oh, then yeah. two days later, I got an Instagram ad for Potbelly's sandwiches. Oh, they, show enough. They found <laughs> you, and they got me today because I mentioned this is a stupid. <laughs> stuck t- me to the- yeah, the most, the most specific, yeah. kitchen utensil by Kamal, by Kamal, by Kamal, oh, right by Kamal. Bye, guys. Yeah, don't forget See to punch you. out. Yeah, bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no I mentioned overtime. to Jason that we needed this one specific utensil for the kitchen. It is a combination bag opener and like oh, product a, remover from the I bag. It was a spork. It's sort of like a, it's sort of like an envelope cutter for plastic bags, if yes. you will. Okay. Yeah, right, and I buy and I got an ad. <laughs> I got an ad for that specific obscure that one tool on Instagram. It's a four dollar item <laughs> that you're gonna lose your ass because no one's ever gonna order more than one. So why you would pay to have advertising of this one tiny item Dumb. is ridiculous. It's creepy. It's dumb. She didn't even take her, put her glass away or anything. Wow, we'll pick up after you come on. All right, uh, follow-up beef is on lazy, disgusting, dirty people who don't (laughs) clean up after themselves. (laughs) Shout out Kamal. Shout out, speak of the devil. (laughs) Anyway. S T U M Stump the Brewer. Stump the Brewer. Stump the Brewer right about now. Right about now. Stump him. We'll go back and forth because we only got two now. Head to head. Head to head. Why are you coming at me, bro? (laughs) Jason already fed me all the answers. It's right here on my script. And you you are at a disadvantage because I am going to bet a dollar (laughs) that Brandon has heard of the website Ranker.com. 100%. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So Ranker gives the audience a chance to upvote, downvote, mm-hmm. just like a BuzzFeed. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm going to spew my yeah, yeah. So it is, it is literally ranked by the people. So they have a topic, For the and then people. people rank them up and down. Okay. So I vote, I vote down. <laughs> I'm going to say up. I will give you the first topic. Okay. The funniest 90s movies. Tommy Boy. Wow, okay. That's it. I just... Then we're going to go right into it. Yep. Uh, All right. Tommy Boy's number 11. Okay. 
Okay. How many? How many top top what? There's a hundred. <laughs> so this is this is what this we'll is going to take a while. This, no, this is what we'll do. All right. We'll give you each three guesses. We're going to add up the numbers. Ooh. So you're immediately disqualified if you don't get one on the list. Yeah. So we're going to add the numbers up, and the lowest number wins. So Brian, right now you have 11. Keep track of your score. Okay. Brandon. Wait, what was now? What is it again? Funniest, Funniest movies, 90s, 90s movies. Movies. Okay. This is not my wheelhouse. Funniest 90s movies. What year were you born? 92. I was barely <laughs> hey, watching you movies. Missed, you already missed two years. Yeah, <laughs> I was barely watching movies. I didn't even know what These a good These are all very common cultural I didn't even know references. what a good movie was until... <laughs> Still don't. Yeah. Um, let's see. Funniest... I'm about not... to go. <laughs> uh, Shut up. Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, that's a good That's a good guess. Oh, that's nice. a good guess. See how it is. That's got to be in there somewhere. Number 19. Oh, 19. Idiot. You are I'm behind. Gonna, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah, you have a big advantage here because you were, where were you born? 80, 81, <laughs> 2, 3, 4? 63. Three. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to guess Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, man. That movie, I think, was 89. Really? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on there? That's not a 90s movie, dumbass. Oh, too old. Look, yeah, look, too old. <laughs> <laughs> Damn oh, it. Oh, man. Let me see. Let me see. That movie came out in 87. Oh, oh wow. wow. Way off. Yeah. All right. Kind of throwing out there, Airplane. I don't know what year that one came out. Everyone, they might have come out in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, did it really? Yeah, was, <laughs> I'm going to guess Clueless. Hold on. Was my oh, that was, yeah, that was July 2nd, 1980. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was very close. All right. So we'll, we'll, the 90s? We'll, we will discount that because you both missed right. the whole fucking decade. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All right. You guessed, what was it? Clueless. 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 Clueless is number 23. Okay. So you now right. have 34 points. I'll take that. Okay. Put your phone away, cheater. I'm just... I'm just I, I, <laughs> yeah. Now I was looking up really airplane. I'm on this movie website. on this movie website. looking up airplane. I'm actually on the website. Um, <sighs> big. This is big. This is big. This is for the win. <laughs> I'm going to... Say <laughs> the number that I'm going to guess is <laughs> Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Number eight. Oh! <laughs> what did you, you have? have? 20, oh, 30. You 34. Oh, you had uh, 27. Brandon wins. Uh, For some reason, I thought Brian had 28. One for Brandon. In his face. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I have to say, in the art in your face, has stood up the yeah, test of time better than the majority of these movies. Yes. True. I'll walk you through. Yeah, I just want to know like the top like ten. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are movies that have stood up. I Number know. one, Office Space. Uh, one of my top five movies I of all time. I didn't like. I've only seen it I think twice. I didn't really. <gasps> you got to watch it, it again. Here's it's my question. really fun. I've not watched it like as like a. a, a I'm going to use this loosely, mature adult. I was going to say, have you worked in okay, like no. an office environment? Never. Okay. I don't think you need to. I don't really? think you need to. I think it's hilarious. Number two, Dumb and Dumber. Mm. Oh. Number three, Home Alone. Oh. One of my favorite oh. home invasion I always stories. Forget, I always forget that that one's a comedy. He's a serial, he's a serial killer from, <laughs> the, from... Literally, these guys are trying to murder this kid. Have no, you heard Have you heard the, the online conspiracy theory about how Macaulay Culkin's character from Home Alone turns into Jigsaw oh, from the know, Saw I movies? Just, I, we, we, I was just looking yeah. at it, yeah. That was on the website that, that, that was on Ranker that I saw that just now. Nice. Then you have... Groundhog Day, Happy Gilmore, Austin Powers, American Pie, Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, which uh, is another 
Uh, that might be a little overrated, but it's still very good. Wayne, I disagree. Wayne's World, Tommy Boy, Mrs. Doubtfire, I think is very overrated at number 12. Mrs. Doubtfire 100% could not be made in 2018. <laughs> no, 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 it definitely it could not. Super overrated. Yeah, something about Mary. My Cousin Vinny is probably, probably the movie that I would normally be in the top 10 for me, but I always forget about. But yep. that's, yes, I agree. That is, I always use the uh, verb of Shawshank as uh, a movie that hooks me in and I have to watch it to, to the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. And My Cousin Vinny is a movie that if I find it on like TBS, I'm in to the end. <laughs> it's I'll also one of movie. the only movies that Ralph Macchio could do after The Karate Kid. Yeah, because he was like 35 when he did The Karate Kid. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Yeah, no. He Wait, w- who is this? Ralph Macchio. You've seen The Karate Kid, the original? Yes. So Ralph Macchio, who is, is The Karate Kid. He is uh-huh. said, said kid of karate. When he did The Karate Kid, he was like he was in his 30s. That, that is insane to me. He was born in 1961. Holy Yikes. shit. So The Karate that Kid. That whole cast was old. Pat Marino was like 90. That dude was old AF. The Karate Kid came out in '89. So what did I say? Okay, so 61? he was sixty-one. Oh, okay. So maybe I was—he's twenty-eight. Yeah. Still, no, no, that's still, still not a kid. No, no not a kid. Not, not a kid. He was not in high school, as he claimed. Still beats Jaden right. doing kung fu gonna, in the Karate Kid movie. I'm gonna—I'm gonna stay in my '90s realm, and I am going to—I'm gonna disqualify Home Alone here, but '90s kids movies—the greatest. Kids movies of the, of 90s? the 1990s. I got it. Brian, you go first. Sandlot. Nice. Mm-hmm. Number five. Dang. That was a little higher than I thought. I thought you were going to get beat by the cartoon. No, so this is, oh, is going to give away. I'm going to ask clarification, but this is going to give away my thought process. This is movies, period. Movies. Animated, live action, what yes. have you. Lion yes. King. Lion King Ooh. is number one. Yeah, that's got a him. good one. One to five. Uh, <laughs> Brian, what you got? Got that. Got that. <laughs> Double nil. Kids movies? Yeah. I kind of gave away where this is heading. Yes. At totally least at least Brian. like the top ones. And then from there, there's there's definitely... Oh, there's one in the top 12 that you mentioned all that you talk about all the time. I do? Yes. Oh, crap. Well, there's multiple ones. What oh, no. Idiot. No. One of them is the one that Brandon talks about all the time in the podcast. This is fun. What All Scott right. Pilgrim didn't come out in the nineties? <laughs> uh, I'll look at we'll look, we'll look at two, we'll give we'll even the playing field. We'll give two thousands here in a second. Um, hold on, hold gonna on. need an answer. Hold on, just pick a movie from the nineties. Yeah, any you movie were a kid then. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of pressure. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what I watched. What did I watch? Man, stumped the Brewers. <clears throat> really easy right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Super easy. Uh, hold on. Five. Okay. You don't have to do Four. Um, three. Two. <laughs> one. Uh, Come on, Brian. You got something. Wow. Not even an answer? I don't, I don't have, I'm, Which, I'm okay. Blank. I'm going to give it a win if you can get one on the line. I'm just going to throw one out there. It's not even going to. If it's on there, it's going to be low. Honey, we sh- or honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. Ooh, the original might also be in the 80s. Ooh. Honey, I shrunk the kids with Rick Moranis. That was the first one was in the eighties. Really? Oh. Yeah. Right, right. What's the uh, Little Giants? I'm gonna take away. I'm gonna take away. All right. The only one on the list is Honey, I blew up the kid. Really? That which was, was ninety two. That was the worst I'm guessing, one. Yeah, I'm guessing. Terrible. I'm going with Little Giants. Oh, That's a good one. Oh, I have a better. Li- oh, Little Giants is yeah. a pretty. And Brian with his kids sports movies. Little Giants number twenty nine. All right, I'll take it. I'll take All right, you got twenty nine. What was your first one? You have five and twenty nine, so you have thirty four. 
Okay. That's your total. You already have number one. So you need one movie. <laughs> I just need anything in, in the, the top, top 34 <laughs> movies. I just don't know. I don't have. I can't place a time on any of these movies that I'm thinking of. I, I'm sure if you got Lion King, you can probably ballpark another one. All right. I'm just going to throw out uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's going to be. For the win! Is it 89 too? <laughs> oh man, maybe that movie was in the 80s too. What an idiot. I don't oh, see it on so here. Stupid. I don't I guess it's hard for me to believe. I mean, what is Let me look it up real quick. Little Mermaid the movie was uh, all I'm getting is 2018. That's not there's, there's a new one coming out. It's like uh, live action. Is there? Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's weird and creepy. So the old Hans Christian Andersen version of that is the little Oh my god, it's awful. It's horrific. Yeah, it's really scary and sh- It is 1989. <laughs> Oh, oh, I win. Brian wins. I have, I have a question. Is Ladybugs on there? Dude, I love Ladybugs. Yeah, right. With Rodney Dangerfield. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> what about, where's the Little Rascals on there? That was the one I did. Yeah, didn't, Little Rascals is in there. I didn't, so, I didn't think, for some reason I thought that was the late 80s also, but it turns out it was 94. Yeah, so Lion King, Toy Story. Oh. Damn it. Home Alone, Aladdin. Uh, uh, Sandlot, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Jumanji. Oh. Mrs. Doubtfire again. Oh. <laughs> but Matilda, Hocus Pocus, which I think we're going to show here as opposed to oh, yeah. Harry Potter because it's an HP. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Oh. Nice. Hocus Pocus Fest. Nice. I like it. Nice. Hocus Pocus Fest. Close. They don't call him Funky Boss for nothing. It's called Close Enough Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Little Rascals is 11. God. Whoopi Goldberg. And D- so the, the top three celebrity billings on Ranker, number one, Donald Trump, Whoopi Goldberg, and Mel Brooks. Donald wow. Trump? Wait, in these movies? In Little Rascals. Oh, yeah, he was in the Little Rascals. He played the rich jerk. The rich jerk's dad. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess I don't. I, I Winston I I Minosha Aloysius III or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I guess I never then, saw it. Yeah. Space Jam is the one that I was. Oh, the oh wow. Nobody, yeah, nobody listened to this episode. This is embarrassing. Hook, which is one of my favorite 90s, just uh, yeah. ironically. Yeah. Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Dude, when Marv gets hit with like nine bricks thrown off the top of the building, it just walks it off. Yeah, Are you kidding? You have to go back in time and listen to my breakdown of Home Alone 2 because it's one of my or favorite. Or Joe Pesci movies. does a full handstand yeah, on a yeah. fucking a toilet. toilet. Yes. A toilet full of gasoline. Yeah, and his head is While his burning. head was on fire. Just the camera editing. This dude, he went... Full yeah. handstand style, yeah. and then like, and then like, <laughs> like lowered this is, himself. Yeah, this is Joe Pesci. Blows just up. did, a, yeah. Uh, Good time. And he comes out of it looking like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like got uh, blown up, like holding the dynamite, and it's just ashy on his face. So number fifteen is Casper. Casper. Oh yeah. Casper yeah, is funny because the live action Casper. Which apparently had Mel Gibson and Clint Eastwood in it. I do not remember that. Were they but voices? Yeah, they might have been oh, the maybe. voices. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Christina Ricci Christina is the, was Ricci. the live action. And so I was thinking Rick Moranis also. No. No. no it was like Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman was in it. Yeah. Oh, right. So. Knew some nerdy dude. That <laughs> was that movie was Sarah and I's first date. I thought you took Ooh. her to some like psycho. Chicka wow wow. Eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. That was our first date. Was Casper live action movie. That's a good one. Sexy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were like you were like oh there's, you're like oh there's ghosts maybe you should be like oh I'm scared yeah she'll slide over oh that, that's what I always that, that was that was he that was so the move we that were, was the Jason Werfel special we when know we were 17 I will say this again he's already explained this he's got the Jason system yes. the myth. J just take him to a scary movie <laughs> and that is a like, 
arm out. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is a fucking that scared myth. the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, onto my arm they grab, <laughs> and, and never <laughs> again see them yeah. again. <laughs> and nice job, <laughs> nice. <laughs> So let me burst your bubble, seventeen-year-old. Jason, he's got Jason. Is that it? Is a total myth that women want to see scary movies. Hundred <laughs> percent. They do not want to fucking touch you. The last yeah. thing they're thinking about is any sort of romantic yeah, yeah. slash sexual <laughs> desires after they saw someone's face get ripped yeah. off. Oh, that in was another f- dimension. <laughs> yeah. This is terribly scary. Like, I'm, I'm already fucking touch me. <laughs> oh, Jason, keep me safe. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> oh, all those movies are such a lie. <laughs> Ella does this thing whenever we watch a scary movie. The TV in our bedroom, she can look the other way of the TV and watch the reflection off of uh, the gl- <laughs> off of the window. And apparently, that somehow makes it better and less scary. It's less scary. Absolutely, it does. She'll watch. She can see the full un like the un. The untouched full TV in the reflection, but watching the reflection of it is somehow better. So, like, she'll sit on my left, and the TV's also on my left. So, her view, I can see her. It looks like she's looking at me while I'm watching oh, the that's movie. Awkward. I guess. I'm stare longingly right at you. Yeah, like, no. scary movie. I guess the funny part to me is so I so my parents in the '90s we they started to do good for themselves and they had some sort of like good. Sp- sponsorship or promotion with this little video store called Horizon Videos i know what it was they had some sort of like consignment system where they would take the videos the vhs of course back in the 90s and they would have them in the hotels for the guests to rent out you know and that was like a really big deal back then cuz guests could take the videos up to the room cuz back then there was no kind of like Pay-per-view, HBO, yeah. like none of that shit. So like, it really helps set them apart. So whatever the relationship was with this little Horizon video store, they gave us like three free movies a night. Score. So I would go down there, and I they would let me use one free video as like a system. So this is back in like the Super Nintendo days. So I would nice. I would get the Super Nintendo, and I would get two games, and then I would walk them all the way back home. It was it was my excuse. I had to walk the dog anyway. That was one of my chores. Oh. So I would walk the dog. All I used the, to have to walk the dog too, and I would just no, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, I do other things? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I decided to cut that interjection out. Okay. <laughs> all right. And and so. For a while, I was video games. Then I decided, me and my friends, we're just going to do horror movies. So we just do like three horror movies every Saturday and just binge. That's awesome. And so I would watch all these horror movies. And I think that watching all these horror movies, it kind of eventually just kind of burned the wood down of things like yeah. like the whole break from reality, uh, suspension of belief or whatever it is. Like it's totally lost on me. Mm. I'm, I'm desensitized. To that. Like it's the jump scares still get me, but that's just yeah, that's, that's yeah, going to be yeah, that is a timeless trope, right? Yeah, and that is and so for like me, I've never been like oh alien xenomorphs are going to come and get me. Yeah. Well, I've also <laughs> seen a lot of behind the scenes. And behind oh, the scenes yeah. stuff is where you yeah. start to get like at some point logically in my brain. This is the way my brain works. At some point they're going to say cut. And then the dude in the alien suit is yeah. gonna walk really awkwardly into a wall and like stumble over yeah. to the buffet yeah. and like lift up his mask and try to eat like yeah. a fucking cracker. Yeah. And that's or sit down next to somebody and be like, "What's up, dude?" While yeah. wearing like the head outfit, right? It's like those behind the scenes photos, which I love. Yeah, totally silly. Right. Like all the aliens, which is are Chewbacca, sitting. like from like legs down, right. like exactly. drinking a beer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> drinking a beer. Exactly. There's a great gif of uh, Princess Leia. What's what was her name? R.I.P. 
the actress uh, Sarah, uh, uh, and Fisher, 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 Carrie Fisher, Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Carrie thank Fisher. you. Handing a beer to that took embarrassingly long. Yeah, handing a beer to Mark Hamill, like Mark Hamill. Oh, while he's in the X wing. Yeah, while he's in the X wing, <laughs> and it's like one of like the very seventies. Yeah, like, I like to envision that it's like between his legs, like while they're filming, yeah. like in between yeah. takes, like. He's just like sitting in there pretending yeah. to pilot, and when they're filming somebody else, he's just got it's this. Like, man, I, I gotta it, yeah. be drunk to make this more realistic, yeah. guys. <laughs> Dude, uh, it's about the turbulence in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. So on that, I went to Gen Con, and they had fucking nerd, fucking nerds everywhere. But, nerds. but hey, I was there, so I can't say Um Gen Con. There was. Like this guy painted these pictures and they were super cool. It was on it was on like a canvas and it was ten feet tall and it was like a life size Darth Vader with uh Princess Leia in her like white outfit or whatever standing right next like to him. Like the slave outfit? No, no, not that one. <laughs> no. Like a, like, a, like the logical one that um, where she's like her oh. worst, most conservative. Yes. <laughs> yes, so, but it it was like that. It, it was it was supposed to be like that conflict of good and bad, you know what yeah. I mean? But it was so massive. And I was like, just out of curiosity, I was like, for the record, I can't afford it. Just curious. Oh, how much is it? Yeah, and it was like with, in, in it was like numerous thousands of dollars. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, geez. I thought it was give probably like a specific amount, like thousand. I think it was between one thousand and nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I think it was like. I think it was like. Yeah, I your story would have an end. I think it was like twenty three hundred <laughs> without the and frame. It was, Money. I think it was like. I said how much it was, and he said because dollars. It was, it was dollars, and I was like, it shit, I can't. Like UN's currency. And I was like, damn, that. I can't, I can't I afford that. I don't have any of those dollars. <laughs> what are these you speak of? So one of my favorite occurrences, experiences, when we relatively first moved to town, I heard there was roller derby here in Indianapolis, which is a brand new thing for me. I still 10 don't understand 12 years it fully. Ago. And so they're like, yeah, you got to go see the Naptown Roller Girls. So they were at this, a little building in the State Fair at the time. This was back in like 2008-ish. Mm -hmm. And so we went there, and the track was just on the floor of the concrete. And the, there was these portable bleachers. And there were so many people there. Literally, without exaggeration, we couldn't get close enough to see. We couldn't even get – it was flat. And we couldn't get close enough. There was layers and layers and layers of people all the way around that I couldn't see a skater, let alone wow. like what was happening. Yeah. And there was dozens and dozens and hundreds of people walking back out, getting their money back because you can't even get close to it. And then years later, the next year-ish, they moved up to like the Champions Pavilion. Which like, well, nice. You can make money if you... Yeah, yeah, which is where kind of now... the like, winter, it all back here. Like Winterfest is. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, that's bigger. We can probably get in this year, but we want to make sure. So they had a Star... They had Scar Wars night. Nice. Uh, which was a Star Wars themed night. So we're like, all right, our friends and I were like, we're going to get there when... This is still pre-kids for me. Right? I, can, I can still like do cool things. Do stuff and things. And, <laughs> and so we're like, we're going to get there right when the gates open. Because it was only like an hour earlier, you know, like it was like match at seven, gates open at six. We were in line at like 5.30, and the line was super long. We got in. It's open seating, like general mission style, like racing to get some of these bleacher seats. And like any Star Wars night anywhere, there's Yikes. always people that have movie quality costumes ready to go. Yep. Oh, boy. So there was plenty of movie quality costumes, one of which including the Princess Leia slave outfit. Oh, yeah. Yep. All half all of a square, of all half of a square yes, foot of fabric. Right, <laughs> it's basically like what do they call them? Pasties. Pasties. It's basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I was scandalized, to say the least. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. You need to cover up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was appalled. I almost wrote a letter. <laughs> Strongly worded letter to follow. So did you get to see the roller derby? The roller derby is amazing, yeah, yes. Right? I loved it. I, I, Thanks for thank you. me. The roller derby is really fun. Yeah, how was it to finally see the roller I derby? Just ha- I will give a shout out. Like I cannot imagine the amount of confidence and self-esteem it must take to wear that sort of uh, outfit in public. Oh, we're going back to the Star Wars yeah. chick? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Did, did she pull it off? Kind of. Well, then that's... Close if enough. You, if you can, <laughs> yeah. If you can, you've got the confidence. Close yeah. enough. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. That's funny. All right, let's do another one because that's really fun. All right. All right, let's see what we got here. Let's see if I can break out of the 90s. Let's, let's look at... 30s. We're going to name... Okay, People, entertainment, sports, culture, channels, videos. Okay, not channel videos. So people, entertainment, sports, culture. Part of me wants to say sports, but I feel like Brian will wreck me. Yeah. Let's, try, let's try it. Let's do sports? it anyway. Okay, so do sports. Sport. You have athletes, baseball, basketball, football, soccer. Not basketball. Not Base- baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do athletes. Do athletes. Well, athletes. Yeah, that's right. weird. That's I'm fair. not sure that's, what that's yeah, going to be that's about. Right in the middle. That's very strange. Okay. Top 100 athletes of the 90s. Greatest New York Yankees of all time. All right. Okay, so it is baseball. Sorry. All right. Let's try it. Greatest Yankees of all time. Come on, there's a layup. The Joe layup. DiMaggio. Uh, it's not the layup I was going oh, for. Oh, number four. Oh, yeah, wow. that's not a super layup. Right? No, no. Obviously has it. I'm going to go with Derek Jeter, please, and thank you. Oh, oh you wow. didn't take the layup. You really thought that was the layup? You did? Yeah. Uh, after, I, after I said it, I realized. <laughs> I feel so old. That's number six. I'm going to go with the great... Bambino. Yeah, Babe Ruth. I thought you one. said the great Bambi. <laughs> the great Bambi? The great Bambino. Bambino. The salt and the swat. The colossus of clout. The colossus of clout. So Brian has number one and number four. You have five total. Have five total. All right. All right. And what do I have? I have number six. Have six. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig's number two. Ooh, it's that's a, ball a good game. one. That's you have eight. Um, what's that guy's name? They're still... Um, I mean, for me, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit. But yeah. like, there's still it, like oh, I might screw this up. Is it Ted Ted Williams? No, dude, he's in the Red Sox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is this no. everybody? Is this everybody no. encompassing all positions? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera is number seven. Good job. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. The Brewers stumped again. No, who's the guy? Two, Luke, not Luke the baseball Gary. team. No, who's the guy Luke that? Uh, the name is Aziz after no, him. No, no, the guy that broke the record. What is it? Uh, Roger, Maris. Roger Maris. Roger Maris. Yeah, that, that was, was going to be my next one. That was, I couldn't think going. of his name. I knew. Yeah, it. 61 is a great film. Yeah. Also, Yogi Berra, who's probably like one of the. Yogi Berra. Did, was classics. he? Per- I didn't know that he was like particularly good. What about? I thought uh, he was just fine. What about A Rod? What about A Rod? He just happened. He was just on the Yankees all those times that they won a championship. He was good enough to be on the Yankees, but like I don't remember him being. Obviously, I don't remember. How him. dare you? I'm yeah, I didn't know that be... he was particularly stat filled. I I love the fact that we're uh, yeah. talking baseball. Right I now. bet you do, but we're running out of beer. I mean, you... I know that he had what like eight <laughs> eight World Series championships, and I just I just thought that he yeah, was just on I the Yankees. I wanted to say I want to say ten, but I could be wrong. What about A Rod? So, what about A Rod? If A Rod's in the top twenty, Yogi Berra has three MVPs. Oh shit. He finished in the voting in all of the years he played except for three or four. Okay. He played until he was uh, 38 years old. So an old man. He was <laughs> just kidding. He was an 18-time All-Star. That's fair. Yeah. That's Eight, pretty good. 19, every year, 1948 every, through 1962. Every year. Every year. 
13-time World Series champion, 13, which, is, which, is the, which is the most. That is the most Boring. ever. <laughs> but he was only MVP three times. That's pretty That's impressive. That's it. That's only. He was 5'7", <laughs> and he had three, <laughs> won the MVP three times. He only got 85.6% of the Hall of Fame vote. <laughs> That's it? Dude, whoever didn't vote for the, the 13-time World Series champion for a Hall of Fame is such a Yeah, seriously. They must, you. they must have just hated him for some personal reason. No, so it's, um, honestly, there's a lot of, with a lot of the uh, sports Hall of Fames, there is, like, a lot of people on the voting committees are well, they're purists. All, they're writers. They're all well, they're, writers. And they're all, a lot of them are purists, and no, they will not let anybody get, like, there are like people the that first, will The first ballot Hall of Famer is very few and far in between. Well, no, but they won't let anybody be unanimous either. Like, if it's small enough to where it could be unanimous, there are people that intentionally vote against it just so there is no unanimous. They Here's a good one. Refuse. The best WWE superstars of the 90s. <sighs> oh, the night? Okay. I didn't okay. really. All right. Really um, that much. I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh? I don't know. Was he even in the oh, number fourteen? What? Oh, WWE? WWE. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember this is like the difference. Right after WWF, I think probably shut down. Oh, yeah, geez. I don't remember the the WWF, WCW. Yeah, I don't know the distinction, and but I can they're guess. Most, they're all the same guys. Yeah. All right, all I'm gonna guys. say uh, Rick the Nature Boy Flair. Ooh, it's the Nature Boy Rick Flair. I know. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he is. Oh no, sorry. That's a different Rick. <laughs> There's only there's not a K in Ric Flair. Yeah. Let me move back. It's just Ric Flair's number eleven. And Ooh. what was what was Hulk Hogan? Fourteen. Fourteen. Ooh, it's, uh, the, it's a good competition. The here. Undertaker. Ooh, let me see. Let's see what we got. He's got to be WWE. Let me see number four. The what Undertaker. Is? So you have fifteen total. All right. Macho Man Randy Savage. Number one. Oh, Sadie. Macho Man. Yes, All right. Um, uh, you're, you're not beating me. I mean, unless I can't think of anybody to next. I just had somebody and I lost him. Um, well, who did you have for? You had Ric Flair. So you have 12 and he has 15. Yeah. I'm going to go Sting. That's very. Ooh, no, you're lo- you lost. Really? With WWE? I'm trying to go outside of WWF. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know who that is. WWE what? wrestlers of the 90s? Yeah. Like wrestlers that wrestled in the 1990s yeah. at some Sting, point. Sting's Dwayne yes. The Rock Johnson. Sting painted his face white. All right, let's, let us go one the more. The Rock is number seven. Thank you. Oh. I'll give you the top. Uh, you lose again. The ultimate warrior was WWF, right? Yeah. Not WWE. Well, I think they all crossed over because WWF went under. and they all WWF, over. yeah, when, as it was going under, was bought by... Yeah. WCW, who then just became WWE, right? Right, I think so. See, I would have smashed WWF. Randy Savage, number one. It's all the same stuff. Bret Hart, number two. Hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, nice. number three. Undertaker, Mr. Perfect. Oh, I forget Shawn Michaels. Oh, I forgot he was... The Rock. Shawn Michaels must have gotten in in like literally like 97. I feel like he's relatively Here's young. one I don't know. Axe? Hmm. I don't know that it looks one. looks like a tag team, maybe. Uh, Mick Foley. Oh, of course. Smash? Smash an axe. Yeah, maybe Ric Flair, Triple H. Nice. The Ultimate Warrior. Also, one of the one of the biggest underrated movies of uh, well, I guess maybe the early two thousands was Ready to Rumble. Oh, with uh, the guy who's Tweeter with, uh, from whatever Arquette and David Arquette. Yeah. That movie is really funny. <clears throat> then you got Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Road Warrior, Animal, Road Warrior, Hawk. Must be tag team. Yeah, that's weird. Owen Hart, Kane, who's now a like U.S. senator, mayor, or something like Rowdy, that. Rowdy, <laughs> so Rowdy, he's got to vote into politics Rowdy, somewhere. Rowdy Piper. No, he was dead by then, dude. What? He died. Definitely. 
Who's the wrestler? Oh, he's, he was 34. He's Who's 34. the wrestler in It's Always Sunny? What's his name? Um, Stomp. <laughs> Stomp. Stomp. It was that episode. Andre the Giant, British oh. Bulldog, Razor Andre Ramon. the Giant wrestled in the 90s? Yeah, absolutely. Bill Goldberg. 91. Oh, Goldberg, dude. Yeah. Rube. Bam Bam, Bam, Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Now we're, we're out of the people that I know now. Rick Rude was the one that has. Rick Rude. Yokozuna, Jeff Hardy, Big yeah, Show. You know Big Show. He's been in a lot of movies. Roddy Piper, Lex Luger, Edge, Sid, is it Big Roddy Boss P- Man. Is it Rowdy, Roddy Piper? Lex Luger. Rowdy Roddy Piper. No, is he the one that's in It's Always Sunny? Uh, no, he plays. he's dead. I told you. Is he? Yeah, he died. Andre the Giant died in January, G- January 93. So he was barely a 90s yeah, wrestler. Yeah, Roddy, Roddy Piper was in They Live. That was his big movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put on the damn glasses. That's right. It's one of the best fight scenes where like, they're actually they fighting just, in real life. Well, they just beat the shit out of each and other. Like, Isn't they, it for yeah. like, like an extended period of time? It's like one time? of the biggest fight scenes, like the longest fight scenes ever, where they're like, literally punching each other. Anyway, shout out. I want to thank uh, Brian. Thanks. Yeah, me. Time cop. Time cop. Say things. Stuff and things. Keep talking. I'm that. I want to thank Brandon. I want to thank you, Jason and Brian. You're I'm welcome. Boom Boom. Welcome. That's nice. I'm, uh, what do they call me? The contender? Ostrich you, Bites. You were almost something once. Yeah, I could have been somebody. Could've, could've, I would close. also like to thank our listeners in... Chile, Canada, Canada, Canada. Told a couple people. I apologize Shout out for, Canada. I apologize that I insulted you. Uh, Chile, hanging in there. South yeah. Africa, tell a friend, man, just one person. Yeah, you can talk tell, to each yeah, other. Listen to people. Oh man, Pakistan still hanging in. Nepal still hanging in. Tell oh. a friend. New Zealand still still uh, watching them, us. Them we're Blowing up in Japan. I will go sign it's autographs. Gotta be, we'll it's it. got to be a fluke. Nano has got to mean something <laughs> mean different something, over there. <laughs> something really dirty, like they yeah, do. Right. <laughs> uh, Sweden still still uh, in Sweden. Nice. UK still doing well. Right. Yeah. Ireland tuned in. The Netherlands Whoop-whoop. still listening. Uh, and new this week. <gasps> Drum roll. <laughs> Iceland! Whoa! Wow! Shout out Iceland! Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I feel like we've officially made it. See you next week, y'all. Hey, take care, guys. Appreciate it. Tell your friends. Goodbye. Who? Say what? What? Nano brew. Poor effort on the outro, guys. Oh.